When you think of the word cheerleader, what comes to mind? The popular girl in high school? The pretty girl who seemed to get everything she wanted? What about a professional cheerleader for the NFL, NBA, or NHL? After being an NFL cheerleader for five years, I've seen it all and experienced everything that comes with being on 100% of the time. And let me tell you, it ain't easy, my friends. My name is Jasmine Neely, current NFL cheerleader and entrepreneur. I help women and men show up as their best selves for auditions to make the team of their wildest dreams, all while change the narrative about professional cheerleading. You'd be surprised by the amount of questions we get about what it's like and just the random questions people ask us. Cheerleaders are people with real lives and real problems. On this show, we get real and raw and show the true side of the person behind the palms. We dispel myths about professional cheerleading through firsthand stories and reveal everything that makes us imperfect by saying, I'm perfect. But that's not all, folks. We give those wanting to wear that special uniform or be on that court, field, or ice the very best tips on how to successfully make the team of their dreams and thrive as a member of a professional cheerleading organization. We're all about inspired and healthy action to reach our goals. Lastly, we integrate professional cheerleading in all aspects of our lives from finances to spirituality to mind and body. We learn how to connect and balance. So are you ready to get started? Grab your favorite drink or snack, pull up a chair and join the conversation. This is the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. So today we're going to talk about my journey to professional cheerleading. Some of you have, some of you have asked that I um, talk about this and just talk about how I got into pro cheerleading and what my background is and all that jazz. So... I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to tell you how I started and where I am right now in my professional cheerleading journey. Um, So some of you may know, but I grew up a dancer. I started dancing at the age of three at a studio in Charlotte. Shout out to BB Dance Productions. Loved it there. Met some of my best friends best friends that I've been in weddings with and I love my experience there and I loved it so much I stayed there for like 15 years uh, up until the point that I graduated high school I I was taught uh, ballet jazz tap hip-hop lyrical acro gymnastics you name it literally everything they had I did we did point at one one point so I loved it there and that's where I really learned the majority of my uh, my dance ability and 
the foundation of, you know, me as a dancer came from BB Dance Productions. So shout out to Miss Veronica, Miss Robin, everyone there for molding me, not in not only into the person that I am today, but uh, not only into the dancer that I am today, but the person I've become. So many life lessons at a young age I learned at BB Dance. So many great friends, um, and people that I know aren't for me, you know, just point blank period. <laughs> um, they really did a great job molding great women and sometimes men there as well. So shout out to them. And I went off to college after I graduated. And of course, I tried out for the dance team at UNC Chapel Hill excuse me, <clears throat> the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Yes, go Hills. And I did the dance team all four years. Uh, we went to NDA and UDA Nationals. We cheered, or not cheered, we danced at basketball games and football games. So if you are a Carolina fan, then yes, I was at all the Duke basketball games Duke Carolina basketball games. And it was amazing. Um, definitely was grateful that I didn't have to go into any student lottery or anything to try to get to go to the the games because I was already going to be there as a dancer. So perks of being on the dance team for sure. Uh, but yes, so I spent four years doing that. Um, and then after I graduated, I kind of had this feeling like, okay, I've danced all my life, basically, and now what's next for me? So in all honesty, my professional journey, my professional cheerleading journey, at least, stemmed from a loss. It was There was a loss of dance, a loss of being on a team, a loss of just having those friends constantly and having to go to practice every week. You know, I had just graduated college. I had moved back home. I had moved back in with my parents. So I knew I had to get on with my life. But I also had no idea what the heck I was doing with my life and where it was going to take me. I didn't have a job. I had an internship. But I always knew I wanted to keep dancing. Uh, dance was my outlet, and I always had it. After school, I'd go to dance practice. After classes in college, I had dance. It was a constant in my life. But after college, that's when it really hit. <laughs> like I said, I was like, what is going to happen next for me? And athletes often have this realization at some point in their careers, an athletic career doesn't last very long. It's a moment in time for most people. And sometimes that moment's cut short due to injuries or some other thing that takes you away from what you love doing. But, and just, you know, old age might cut it short sometimes for some people, uh, a, a myriad of things. But Wondering what's what was next for me, you know, I 
I could take dance classes. I started thinking like, okay, what can I do to you know continue? I started teaching actually at the studio um, at BB. And that's how I stayed into it. And that's what really like sparked my interest to keep going. I was teaching and I enjoyed the kids. Uh, and I was a little, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I was a little hesitant to go into teaching because I had this imposter syndrome. Like, oh my gosh, can I actually teach a class? Like, I, I mean, I taught classes when I was in high school, but I just had the imposter syndrome. Like, okay, I've never really taught, you know, students before in my own class. Am I able to do this? Like, knowing good and well, I had, you know, 15 plus years of experience, 20 years really of experience dancing. And I had the skills and I just, you know, it's just that thing that, we'll talk about later called imposter syndrome. It's not great. (laughs) It's it's not a great thing to have. But bringing it back to, you know, what was next? I really had to grow up. And when I graduated, I had hit the ground running. I did my internship. I was focusing on a career in public relations, and I also wanted to go to law school. And, you know, so I practiced, you know, on the side, I worked out on the side, uh, but I had to start making money. And I kind of put dance on the side, I kind of just like, you know, taught, and I was focused on getting a job, you know, after my internship was over in like two weeks, I think it was like a 10 week program, not two weeks, two, uh, two months. It was a 10 week program. And I was focused on like, Hey, I need a job. I I even drove down to Atlanta for an interview and drove back and I was hustling and also studying. I was also studying for the LSAT, which is the entrance exam to law school. So you know, shout out to University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill for my degree because I ended up getting a job. So I had something where I had stable income coming in. Um, and even those plans up for law school, I studied for the LSAT. I took the class for it. And I took the test months after graduation for the second time, actually. And I just decided I wasn't done with dance I was teaching, but I felt like I could do more. I felt like I could still be performing. And that's what I really wanted to do. So, you know, yes, I was focused on my academics, but I had additional plans up my sleeve. And when I made the decision to finally audition, it was around January or February 2017. But even rewinding back further... I had a conversation with uh, one of my teammates at UNC and I was telling her, you know, we had a conversation about what we were going to do next after graduation. And I said the the topic of like professional cheerleading came up and NFL cheerleading or NBA teams. And I said, I might try out for an NBA or NFL team. She was like, oh, one of my friends is on, you know, the the Panthers cheerleaders. And she showed me a picture of her and 
Um, I ended up, you know, now that person is my teammate and she is actually my big on the team. Shout out to Annalise. Uh, but, but yeah, that's how it really started. I was just like, I never thought about it, but you know, maybe I will audition. And some of my other teammates were talking about auditioning. Some one girl was, uh, wanted to go to Dallas and audition. So as seniors, we were kind of just talking about, you know, what's going to be next for us. And I just remember there was an audition at UNC for the incoming freshmen or, you know, for, you know, after we had graduated or not after we had graduated, but it was like we were done with the program and it was at auditions. And then after that audition, like we were basically off the team and we went to go get like Sweet Frog and talk about how we were old and dusty. <laughs> it was just so funny. But anyway, um, but yeah, just going back to January, February 2017, I really started buckling down. But I was still fresh out of college. You may have called me like bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know, as they say. And I was just so excited to get the chance to call myself a professional cheerleader and be regarded as among the best in the world and the professional cheerleading um, space, if you if you want to call it that. <laughs> but I didn't know that in the process of becoming a professional cheerleader, I would become the best version of myself. And I would learn so much about myself. I knew going into it that being on a team would allow me to grow immensely and live out something way, way, way bigger than myself. I'd join an organization that I grew up watching right in my backyard. So for me, it was much deeper than dance. And I started to figure that out during my rookie season, not even during auditions. During auditions, I was so focused on just doing my best and killing it. And I wasn't really focused on the deeper meaning. And, you know, I did have my why, but I didn't know what was to come ahead of me. So, um, but it, I did, uh, pro cheer allowed me just to grow into womanhood. It taught me the, the true meaning of leadership, accountability, integrity, grit, perseverance, you name it, confidence, so much more. Uh, it, it even forced me to become, you know, healthier and in shape and physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, all of that. It, I definitely grew up in that process. When I first started, though, like I mentioned, I was clueless. I did not know what I needed to do, how to start, where to even start, what all I needed but pro cheer will definitely whip you into shape and it'll definitely humble you. Um, you know, when you think of professional cheerleaders and you've never been one, you think of like, they're just gorgeous human beings and they seem to have it all together. And oh no. <laughs> like, I, like I mentioned in one of the podcasts before, one of the podcast episodes, they are not perfect and 
you can, like I said, you'll be humbled from the experience. Uh, But on the outside looking in, it was so just like, I was just so in awe of everything that they had done, the organization. Um, And I looked up to the veterans, like they were, when I made the team, and by the way, the Panthers was the only team that I auditioned for, and I made it on the first try, thank God, by the grace of God. But I definitely put in the work before and during and even after to to maintain a spot on the team. Um, but my teammates really motivated me, and not only were they motivated, even more importantly, they were disciplined. So... I learned very quickly that they didn't take their spot on the team for granted. And that's a huge lesson that I learned is to not, you know, the the opportunities that you're given, don't take them for granted because you never know what, you know, it could be taken away from you instantly. Um, So fast forward to finals, my rookie season uh, or my rookie year auditioning. Now, the first time I auditioned, I don't know why I said rookie year. The first time I auditioned um, to make it for my rookie season, it was my birthday. And it would have been the best birthday present ever. And at the time, I hadn't known I was on the team yet, but it was when I found out the next day, it was so great. Like, it was such a great birthday. And I didn't have any idea what was to come after that. So I didn't know that I was going to have some of the best experiences, some of the best memories, some of the best performances, and just meeting some of the best people in my life. And just the audition process, although it was long, it was looking back, it was just so needed. And it was just such a community. And that's what people crave is community with people. Um, when you're on a team, it's a community and a lot of people try out for that, that reason. They want to be in a community of people who are uplifting and they want to be among those people to help uplift others. Um, because you know, we all need that joy and happiness in our lives. So, but now where I am now, my mission is to bring up the next group and our generation of professional cheerleaders who are just like me, who are bright eyed and bushy tailed, maybe, always thought about professional cheerleading, never thought it could be them, never thought that they could do it. And maybe they had some imposter syndrome like I did um, when I started teaching. So my mission is to encourage and um, really tell people, hey, you can do it. You can go out and accomplish your dreams, I mean, accomplish your goals, live out your best life, and live the dream of being a professional cheerleader and every day will feel like a dream. So I want to help people avoid the mistakes that I made along the way. Um, And I never stopped growing. I am still growing today. And uh, those of you who know me really well may know I'm going through some personal challenges right now. Uh, But dance has always been my outlet. It's always been there. And it's never like something I don't enjoy doing. So um, 
if you're listening to this and you don't have an outlet or you have an outlet that's not dance, um, find one. Just just find an outlet. You know, it doesn't have to be dance. It could be something else. It could be drawing, painting, walking, you know, listening to podcast. I don't know what it is, but everyone I feel like needs an outlet. Um, and if you're interested in professional cheerleading, chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you are. It has the ability to change your life. It certainly has changed mine. And I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I thank God that I've had this opportunity. So I want to get into a few questions um, that I get when people ask me about professional cheerleading. The first one is, what other teams did you audition for? And did you make it the first time? So I mentioned this before, but I just auditioned for the Panthers as a professional for a professional team. And I did make it the first time, uh, which I'm thankful for. With a lot of hard work and help with other people, I definitely didn't do it alone. Um, I may plan to audition for other teams in the future, but we shall see about that. <laughs> Maybe an NBA team. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm putting it out there in the atmosphere. So you guys have to hold me accountable to that. And the second question is, what did you do? So like I said, I leaned on a lot of people, but I did talk to veterans and I became very disciplined with how I was fueling my body and how I was spending um, my time. So whether I was putting devoting enough time to learning a choreography or learn, learning choreography, learning a routine, um, videoing a routine and sending it to people to help them or for them to look at. I really try to get as much feedback as possible um, from people that have been through the process and just like knowing myself being disciplined about getting everything done and in on time and paying attention to the small details. So there you have it. That is my journey to pro cheerleading. It's been a wild ride and I'm still on it. It's not over yet. <laughs> I will say that it's not over yet, but um, it's definitely something that I enjoy. And obviously I'm like talking to you guys every day about it or every week about it. So I am so grateful for it. Um, and I thank God for the ability to move. Next week, we have a special guest on the show so make sure you all tune in next week i'm not going to give any details away just know it's not going to be just me talking we'll have someone else we're going to have a conversation next week with uh, one of my good friends and former professional cheerleader so you don't want to miss it um this is your invitation to tune in next week so Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. 
Taking the time to listen while you're busy with all of life's responsibilities means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, here are a few ways you can support ICP. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you always get newly released episodes and never miss them. Number two, take a screenshot of the episode you listened to and tag at the professional cheerleader on Instagram. We love to repost your tags and shout you out in our stories. Number three, write a review. This is the best way to show your support for the podcast and helps us bring on even better guests, interviews, and topics. I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, or night, wherever you may be, and are continuing to work towards your goals of becoming a professional cheerleader, dancer, or just someone who loves to move. I'll see you later on another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Remember, stay frosty, friends. Toodles for now.